Hey there, dear listeners, and welcome to FastX Academy. I'm your host, and today, we'll be diving deep into the world of cryptocurrencies. This is a topic that's close to my heart and, honestly, should be on the radar of anyone interested in the future of finance or tech. Yeah, I'm talking to you, miners, traders, investors, or anyone curious about cryptos. Ready to go? Alright, let's take a journey back in time. Now, a lot of folks think cryptocurrencies popped up in 2009, but the idea goes back much further. In 1983, David Chaum and Stefan Brands were already envisioning electronic money. Pretty futuristic for the 80s, huh? But it took a while for the concept to gain traction. Fast forward to 1997, and we have Adam Buckov introducing the Hashcash system. Now, this was designed to combat spam and DOS attacks, but the intriguing part was how it laid the groundwork for block formation in the blockchain the very backbone of all cryptocurrencies. We also owe a big nod to Hal Finney and the DigiCash system. They have been working with cryptography for payment confidentiality since 1990. Unlike our decentralized cryptos today, DigiCash was centralized and, sadly, couldn't survive past 1998 due to bankruptcy. Fast forward to today, and we see how digital tech has made the creation of digital decentralized currency inevitable. With the rise of online communities where goods are exchanged, it just makes sense to have electronic money, right? So, let's talk about the big kahuna of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin. Satoshi Nakamoto, the elusive creator of Bitcoin, started working on it in 2007. The first version of Bitcoin was released in January 2009, and Nakamoto, along with his team, kept refining it, minting the first 50 coins that very month. Can you guess who he sent some of the first Bitcoins to? Yeah, it was Hal Finney, who I mentioned earlier. Fun fact, in September 2009, Marty Malmi made the first ever exchange of cryptocurrencies for fiat money. And by December 2009, Bitcoin 0.2 was released, and this time, it wasn't just for Windows, it could run on Linux too. As the years rolled on, the Bitcoin community grew. However, mining became more complex, leading miners to use graphics processes on video cards to improve efficiency. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. In August 2010, a major flaw in the system allowed attackers to generate 184 billion BTC in one transaction. Yikes. Thankfully, the transaction was quickly excluded from the blockchain and the issue was fixed. The first mining pool opened in November 2010, making block formation faster and income more stable for miners. In 2011, Nakamoto left the project, but the system kept developing rapidly. Now, let's take a detour to a fun story from 2010. Back then, Bitcoin wasn't as widespread as it is now. So, a user on a cryptocurrency forum offered 10,000 bitcoins for someone to order him two pizzas. Those pizzas, by today's rates, would be worth over $166 million. Yep, that's the most expensive pizza in the world. The concept of cryptocurrencies was initially put forth in 1998 by Wade Dye and Nick Sabo, with ideas for B-Money and Digital Gold, respectively. Now, where are we today? Well, there are over 900 different cryptocurrencies, including recent additions like Ubik and Bitcoin Cash. The economic implications of cryptocurrencies are still a hot topic, with different countries adopting different stances. Germany and Japan recognize cryptocurrencies as official currency, while the US taxes them. Meanwhile, among the CIS countries, Belarus was the first to legalize operations with cryptocurrencies. Looking ahead, we can anticipate a few trends. 
One is the potential legalization of cryptocurrencies in more parts of the world. We can also expect new cryptocurrencies to keep emerging, and with the rapid pace of IT innovation, we might see new technologies that make mining easier and more accessible. And finally, as cryptocurrencies gain legal status, we can anticipate them becoming a more common method of payment in everyday life. In the end, the fate of cryptocurrencies lies in our hands the users. As long as we find value in them, they'll continue to exist. That's it for today's episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Fastex Academy. Stay curious, and I'll see you next time.